welcome podcast world rs here and be at peace the mental health advocate where i yours truly want you to seek counseling if you are having a psychological roadblock of any kind depression anxiety sadness anger loneliness physical illness get help if you are contemplating suicide dial 988 it is the 911 for anyone with suicidal thoughts or going through a tough difficult mental or going through a tough mental uh, issue uh, today is the 25th of August 2022 and we are going to look at the news today something kind of current and getting news is easy i got apps all over the iphone my iphone and news just pops up here is an interesting one and it is sports related apparently the punter for the buffalo bills matt ariza or is it ariza is being accused of raping a 20 year old girl last october at an off-campus party and i'll read the article so get a cold bev and enjoy the podcast rsb at peace season 2 episode 29 all right so buffalo bills punter matt areza i'll just call him areza i should actually find out the pronunciation but matt is either areza or areza is accused of raping a 17 year old girl last october at an off-campus party while at San Diego State. The Los Angeles Times was the first to report. Areza and two other San Diego State football players are named in the suit. The 22-year-old punter, who the Bills selected in the sixth round of April's NFL draft, allegedly raped the girl while she was intoxicated outside of the house where the party took place. He then took her inside of the house to a bedroom and proceeded to rape her again along with the two other players. According to the lawsuit, the victim, Jane Doe, was allegedly raped for over an hour and when she emerged from the house, she was bloody and crying per the court documents. The victim, Jane Doe, of course that's not her real name was allegedly raped for over an hour when she emerged from the house she was bloody and crying oh, i just read that okay so the bills released the statement after the news broke on thursday we were recently made aware of a civil complaint involving matt from october 2021 due to the serious nature of the complaint we conducted a thorough examination of this matter as this is an ongoing civil case, we will have no other comment at this point. Jane Doe's attorney, Dan Gillian, released a statement and said that multiple parties are culpable for trying to push this incident under the rug. This was a horrific crime, the kind of which happens all too often. What makes these crimes different is not only that they were committed by 
self-entitled athletes, just as awful as the crimes. For months, multiple organizations, SDSU, the San Diego, uh, the San Diego Police Department, the San Diego District Attorney, and now the Buffalo Bills are, or have acted, the part of enablers looking the other way in denial that my client deserves justice, even if the, the even if the defendants are prized athletes. ESPN reported that the Bills knew about this lawsuit when Gillian emailed the team's representatives on June, excuse me, July 30th. The Athletic reported that the team didn't know about the accusations when they drafted him in April. Areza won the punter competition that's been going on throughout training camp this week when the Bills cut veteran punter Matt Hack. Carrie Armstrong, Areza's attorney, spoke to WKBW on Thursday and said that Areza didn't rape though. He said it was interesting that the news broke shortly after Areza won the job. He claimed that Areza was never in the house the night of the incident and that he didn't participate in what happened inside the bedroom. So why am I reading this? Why am I reading this? Okay, number one, um, this is uh, a podcast that is as it says in the title of my podcast be at peace and now you have a crime alleged crime that the punter uh what's his name what was his name matt areza he's 22 years old and he's being accused along with two other san diego state uh, athletes of raping this 17 year old young lady okay. so in the justice system in the united states of america uh a man is or a person is innocent until proven guilty okay so now we got some stress going on we got stress that's happening with the accused um multiple accusers or multiple accused, right? Did I say that right? So you got Matt Areza, who's, who's being accused along with two others. And whether it, it's, it's true that they did rape the girl or not, they're facing this mean, huge uh, media frenzy, if you will. So he's if, if he's guilty, he knows he's guilty. Um, so he's stressing... He's got to be, or if he's not, something's wrong with him. Or if he's if he's innocent, he's stressing that his name is going to be tarnished, and it's kind of tarnished already. Once you're accused of something like this, kind of, sort of, um, and the and the uh, unidentified 17 year old, 17 year old young lady, and once her names get once her name once her name gets out. Um, she's going to be stressed she's going to be feeling some kind of emotion and the families as well okay now i'm not re reading this article to to crucify this young man because i don't know if he's guilty or not it's just in the news who knows what really happened i mean some people know and i don't as far as i'm concerned 
this podcaster doesn't know what really happened. This guy's being accused. Maybe he did it. Maybe it was consensual. You never know. All right. So now what's happening again with these the two parties and the both sides, the accuser and the accused. They're in this big public stage, the media. You got social media. You got Facebook. You got Twitter, you got TikTok, whatever, Instagram, and who knows, right? And you're going to have haters. You might even have people that will go up to this young man and possibly trying to hurt him or kill him, you know? So you got so now you're starting all kinds of possible mental disorders, you know what I'm saying? Like uh you know, people who don't like of course, I don't think anyone wants your daughter to get raped. So, but you know, you get people who are just get hot under the collar, and you know, they say, "Hey, man, this guy's—we gotta put this guy out." Who knows, right? And um, you know, all kinds of stuff can happen when something like like something like this happens. The emotions—the emotions run high, it runs low. People get depressed, people get angry, people get sad. All kinds of emotions. And again, this is what this podcast is all about, is talking about things. And just looking at this, I think if you're, you're, if you're, if you're following this news, uh, in the news, um, wherever, uh, what you should do is, is not get emotional over this. Because, you know, we're just the people looking at the news. And if you get too caught up in this, and now it's bad. If this guy's guilty, he should pay the price. If he's not guilty, he's wrongfully accused. You know, that young lady is troubled for falsifying uh, an attack. You see, you see what I'm saying? So we don't really know what really happened. And so what I'm trying to say, so I say what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, don't get too caught up in the news that will make you go mental. You know what I'm saying? Um, some people get so caught up in these things and, you know, their whole day is shot. And again, the, you know, for you, just the average person, you don't have to partake in this news. Um, if the guy is guilty, he should pay pay the price, whatever it is. And if that young lady was, you know, uh, raped, then she needs to get counseling. She needs to, uh, you know get spiritually healed even and her mind as well as physically if she was raped you know that could be very devastating in a, especially a woman you know uh, who knows what happened if it really did happen you know a young lady like that maybe her whole reproductive system could have been shot uh, shut down you, you never know so there's all kinds of stuff that's going on but we never know the outside people like us like you know, me and you we don't really know what happened and, uh, you know, the old saying, only God knows what happened. So what I'm trying to say is, I, I read this uh, article to, to make a point um, that uh, right now these, these people in the news are definitely guarantee. I can guarantee you they got some uh, psychological hiccups going on. <laughs> That's guarantee. I mean, if my name, if I was that guy, Matt Areza or Ariza, however you pronounce his name, and say hey you're being accused of rape and and it's and the whole world knows your name and you play for the nfl team a popular team and now you know the the people who know the bills you know who you know you know one famous 
Buffalo Bill was uh, O.J. Simpson. And, um, you know, he got tarnished in the news, right, several times with, uh, uh, you know, the case with the Nicole Brown Simpson murder. The glove didn't fit. And, um, you know, years later, he threatened some people that was, uh, I guess, fans of his. Uh, he was trying to sell, uh, I don't know, football with his autograph or something, and he threatened somebody. So the Bills, you know, they kind of they got the bad luck, you know, with... Uh, this kind of stuff so anyway we're going to move on right now and uh, uh let me just check my uh hold on let me just check my check my time all right i'm, I'm doing good on my time so I'm, I'm just reading the news and kind of relating news to mental or mental health all right okay so now let's get down to um, something else here okay okay so the california so <laughs> california votes to ban gas powered cars by 2035 all right okay so now i'm 58 years old yours truly i just turned 58 a couple weeks ago all right so in 2035 okay 2035 is 13 years away I'll be 71 years old if I ever make it that far out. 71. And the way I look at it is great. It will be all battery operated, meaning the cars. So did you know it costs a lot to replace a effing battery in those uh, electric cars, right? Um, you know, I looked it up and the average price of a new battery for those electric cars from, uh, you know, just a variety of cars like Tesla's, Ford's, whatever, whatever electric cars are out there. I mean, it costs a lot of money from, you know, like, I guess from like $10,000, $13,000 up to $20,000 and up. All right. That's all. <laughs> and where are my friends? Are the, uh, where are those batteries, those old batteries going to be stored for possible recycling if they will ever be recycled? So you're looking at some big batteries for these electric cars and who's going to store them? You know, it's going to cost money to store it. I mean, it's not like just a, one battery that we have in a, in a gas powered car. It's, you know, that's, the whole car is like a freaking battery. Um, so where are you going to? put those right and who's going to store it so it's going to cost money for that too so here's the recent cnn online article i'm going to read this let me uh, let me like magnify it <laughs> magnify the article here so california california air regulators california air regulators voted thursday to approve stringent rules that would ban the sale of new gasoline cars by 2035 and set interim targets to phase to phase to phase the cars out man i need some coffee okay the measure is a historic one in the u.s and would be one of the first such bans worldwide it has major implications for the u.s car market given how large california's economy is and that several states are expected to implement similar rules this is monumental california air resource board member daniel sperling told cnn 
this is the most important thing that CARB has done in the last 30 years. It's important not just for California, but it's important for the country and the world. Wow. That's some big ass statements, right? The board's new rules would also set interim quotas for zero emission vehicles focusing on new models starting with 2026 models 35 percent of new cars suvs and small pickups sold in california would be required to be zero emission vehicles that quota would increase each year and is expected to reach 51 percent of all new car sales in 2028 68 percent in 2030 and 100 percent in 2035 the quotas also would allow 20% of zero emission zero emission cars to be try that again the quotas would the quotas also would allow 20% of zero emission cars sold to be plug-in hybrids Blech. all right so the US service the US postal service says at least 40% of new delivery trucks will be electric hmm remember, remember that song back in the 80s or 90s electric avenue i think it was electric avenue it's becoming electric avenue anyway the rules would not impact used vehicles allowing them to stay on the roads the rules won't be immediate and will go into effect in 2026 spurring said multiple states are expected to follow suit Already 15 states, including Colorado and Minnesota, as well as states on the Northeast and West Coast, followed California's previous zero-emission vehicle regulations. California doesn't have an exact count of how many of those states will adopt the 2035 ban on new gas vehicle sales, but expects the majority of the states to follow, said Alex Stack, a spokesperson for Gov for california governor gavin newsom new york oregon washington state and rhode island officials confirmed to cnn they plan to adopt california's rule through their own rulemaking process while new jersey and maryland officials said they were reviewing california's decision public comment in washington state on a similar plan will start september 7th this is a critical milestone in our climate fight, which is why Washington is poised why Washington is poised to institute these same requirements by the end of the year. Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Is it Inslee or Inslee? Inslee. Let's call him Inslee. What the heck? Told CNN in a statement. We look forward to par partnering with another with other states and the Biden administration to rapidly reduce the country's primary source of greenhouse gas emissions. New York State Department of Environmental Conservation Conservation Commissioner Basil Sagos, Sagos told CNN in a statement that California's Thursday vote unlocks New York's ability to adopt the same regulation. Sperling said that if most of these states follow California's lead, it could transform the U.S. auto industry. Yeah, no shit. This is a big part of the U.S. market, Sperling said. No shit. Even if the feds don't move on a regulatory perspective, a big chunk of the country will be moving forward. Sperling added the process of drafting the rules had received 
surprisingly little debate and pushback from car companies, a signal that companies themselves are embracing the move to zero emission vehicles. Several companies, including Ford and GM, have already announced ambitious plans to move toward zero emission cars, trucks, and SUVs. The car companies see what's happening in China and Europe. Sperling said many of them have already made announcements about how they're converting totally to electric vehicles. Thursday's vote is the accumulation of years of work. In 2020, Newsom signed an executive order mandating that all vehicles sold in the state must be zero emission by 2035. What these new standards do is set the roadmap to get there. California Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis Kunalakis told, I hope I said it right, told CNN's Kate Bodwan 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 on Thursday. Man, I can't pronounce these people's names. California also got a boost from the Biden administration which reinstated California's long-time ability to set its own vehicle emission standards. Earlier this year, the Trump administration rolled back the California waiver in 2019. All right, so let's take a look at my time. What time is it now? Okay, I got 22, so I got time. Okay, so why did I why did I write why did I read that article? Okay, so um, again. Um, a lot of emotions are flying around. I got people who are like my so-called tree hugger friends, right? And they're all like, yay for that, right? And I got my kind of like, I guess you're my conservative friends who are like, um, um, I guess this makes sense. You know, the, the, the guys that want, you know, their Harleys gassed up, you know, USA all the way, right? Um, Chevy's. You know, Ford pickups, gas, you know, diesel. <laughs> you know, I got that crowd. You know, I don't know if it's left, right, whatever, but, you know, I got the, the tree hugger friends and I got the, the gas guzzler friends, right? I got my friends who are like, you know, kind of like hippie-ish, right? They eat vegan foods, right? They, they, they go to the uh, the peanut crusher and get their own peanut butter, right? And I got my other friends who, they don't give a crap. They'll eat GMO. They'll drive their, like, tundras with, you know, the gas guzzling yeah eight bangers right you know the 500 block eight bangers right going camping <clears throat> and my friends with the motorbikes man you know loud they're like hey uncle ron man you can't there's no noise in an electric bike man you need the two-stroke man well you can't i don't know if you can get two-stroke motorbikes anymore but um you know they, they like the gas they, they like to smell the exhaust and there's nothing wrong with that is there <laughs> so the reason why I, I, I'm reading these things is to make you see that um, you don't get caught up in it. You know, life, it is, it, is, it is what it is. So you can protest all you want. If that's what turns you on, that what, is, that, is that what makes make you have peace of mind to protest and, uh, you know, tell off your, your, your show off your opinion or, you know, tell your opinions to the world? Well, that's good, too. Um, but I'm just saying that for the most of us, for most of us, um, you know, don't get caught up in this, you know, don't get angry because of this. You know, if you're a gas guzzler, you know, don't get mad, you know, because you might die tomorrow, you know, and if you're a tree hugger, you, you don't like gas. All right. Don't have to ram it down everybody else's throat 
be happy that you got a, uh, you're into the electrics, right? Okay? So I'm just saying to have peace of mind, you know, just worry about yourself because that's really all you can do. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, man, I'm a gas guzzler, man. I'm an American gas guzzler, USA, USA. I'm going to get me a shotgun. I don't like them tree huggers, you know? You know, don't, you know, don't, don't, we don't need that crap. You know what I mean? If you, you like your gas guzzling thing and you want to protest and, you know, we don't need electric cars, then write to, I don't know, the Congress, your congressman or something, you know. Because all you, the last thing you need is, like, you're going to, like, your aunt, your aunt Connie's house, right? And you get cousins and uncles and whatever. You know, you get the tree hugger cousins and you get the gas guzzling cousins and you can't get along, right? I mean, just so ridiculous, right? <laughs> you just can't, you know, you, you got to get along, man. Just, you know, be at peace. Who gives a crap? You know, you, okay, here you go. Hey, Ron, man, what's your stance, man? Well, I just want to have a car. <laughs> That's my stance, man. I just want a car, bro. Man, if it's electric, so be it, man. If it's a hybrid, so be it, man. Right? If it's a gas guzzler, so be it, man. As long as I have a car, bro, that's where Uncle Ron, Brother Ron stands. All right, so let's go to some other issues. All right, so, okay, this is a good issue right now. All right, here we go. And some of you out here are going to be like, um, okay, this is it. Okay, so, okay, I, 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 I titled this this piece i call it a talk with a former police officer on gun carrying citizens <laughs> all right so anyway i got a friend who's a retired cop okay so i'm gonna read this okay recently on the mainland u.s i have several female friends that are licensed or, or permitted to carry a concealed firearm right pistol you know they're not gonna be carrying a freaking bazooka you get the point so I say, great. I believe where there are bad guys, citizens should be able to carry a firearm, pistol, can be a bazooka, right? In some states, if you could, if permitted or licensed, you could carry a pistol. So I, I recently had a conversation with a retired police officer who was a friend of mine about anyone carrying a gun, okay? So first of all, this is just one former professional in law enforcement's opinion, and his views are objective for obvious reasons. He was a cop for two decades and seen the good and bad of shootings, good and bad. All right. So he, he just, you know, talks about facts pretty much, you know, not just, you know, kind of fantasy stuff. So I asked him. This is I'm like I can't name his name for I can't name his name for obvious reasons. So, so I says to him, I asked him. I says, uh, "How do you feel for a woman to legally carry a gun?" Okay, he he responded with, "I hope whoever gets a gun will train, not just shooting at a target, not just taking that gun apart to clean it and put it back together again." It's one thing to be an ace on the target range. However, life, real situations are not fake. It is real, all right? And of course it is. He went on to give some real-life scenarios <coughs> that he encountered, right? 
and um, and he also paints pictures okay so he says this let's say a woman who is only five feet tall and weighs about you know a little over 100 pounds 110 maybe 120 max physically not too strong but can fire a gun i'll say it again physically not too strong but can fire a gun okay that's fine and dandy how is she going i like the way people say that right that's fine and dandy <laughs> who talks like that my, my friend does so that's fine and dandy that's like old school talk let me say that that's fine and dandy how is she going to respond to a big guy that comes up from behind her and attacks her hold on hold on i'm sorry guys uh okay that's fine and dandy how is she going to respond to a big guy that comes up from behind her and attacks her comes up from behind her and attacks her feels her body and finds the gun Ooh. and uses it to harm her oh rape her oh no and shoot her oh no what good will that gun do i think there's a lot of false security going on with gun enthusiasts as a cop as a former cop that is we have to make split this split second decisions on if we are going to take that shot or not now we were trained for that and i thank god in my lifetime i did draw my gun and i did shoot it at bad guys but it was only to cover a fellow officer i'd pray every shift <coughs> let me try that again i'd he he's talking okay so i'd pray every shift that i would not need that gun but it was there and i was trained if i needed it i think most newbies who are gun toters have an unrealistic view of reality wow really okay anyway i am all for the average citizen to carry however i hope that they don't have a mentality like uh, I hope they don't have a mentality like, I'll kill you if you hurt my family. That kind of thinking can get you in trouble. Okay, okay let me finish. Let me finish what he says. Let's say you are that gun-toting woman or a man. You have firepower on you. Some guy just says something nasty. Will you take that nastiness and take your gun out? wow that's interesting interesting this is not the movies as a cop we were trained to take shit from people verbal abuse i mean nasty shit we can't just draw our pistol just because joe drunk is getting rude with us we can't just show our pistol like the western movies to shut someone up interesting okay so and even if there is a bad thug with a weapon and we need to take him down, do we shoot? We have to assess the surroundings so quickly. Is there other innocent lives around? This is not the movies where some star hero just shoots the bad guy in the head surrounded by a bunch of Girl Scouts. He kills the bad guy and everyone walks away laughing at a burger joint. This is real life. And if you are going to fire that weapon, you either do if you, you you either do it or not. So I asked him what were some of the bad scenarios on bad shootings. So 
this he was like this he's like in his 70s now so all this stuff took place a, a while back so um he says there was a call when i was on shift around 9 p.m it was a shooting accident a woman used a shotgun to shoot through the front door of her house why did why did she shoot okay so in her neighborhood there were home invasions in the middle of the day and someone as and someone was at the front door jiggling the doorknob when she called out who wh who was it she got no reply her husband was out of town so it wasn't him anyone who came by knew to knock and call her name or her husband's but this person did not answer just jiggling the doorknob she got her shotgun and pumped it and pumped it and oh i'm sorry she got her shotgun and pumped it and uh, pumped it and put a shell through the door okay so she pumped it and she she shot a shell through the door and did it once more so two shots like boom boom it was her son just got back from college for a week's vacation he was wearing his headphones listening to his favorite songs he was fumbling for his keys and trying to open the front door to his house that's his house too his mom was too preoccupied with the home invasion thing. She completely forgot her son was coming home for a vacation. The son died on the spot, man. That's some fucked up shit. That's some really fucked up shit. Okay, so this is good. So this is coming from a retired cop. Okay, so all of you out there who are like into guns and, you know, you know how to shoot it and you learned how to shoot it and you know you you know the history of the gun that you got i mean that's one thing and so this this friend of mine is a retired officer and he's seen all kinds of crap he's seen little girls get sexually abused women get beat up he saw people get raped and he saw you know he saw people get murdered so he is just talking hold on let me check my time i'm sorry folks i don't have a producer i don't have a director it's only me okay i got a few more minutes um so now he's talking about people with guns er everyday people now i personally believe that everyone in this country or the world should be able to defend themselves really they should but are they capable of making the right decisions in real life situations? Because, you know, some people, like he was saying, um, they were trained to take verbal abuse. Like when they get trained, people would like spit at them or call them all kinds of names to see, you know, their mental capacity. You know, can they handle that? Now, imagine if you're a cop. Or you approach a cop and you're drunk and you, you don't you don't even have a weapon you're just calling a some cop a bad name you're just just ridiculing a cop for him being a cop now if this cop has an anger problem and he's he's packing right of course he is he's a cop and he just loses his mind and he says i'm gonna teach you a lesson gets his whatever out i don't know what kind of model he's got government issue whatever police department issue what what they got glocks or whatever sigs i don't know 
and he puts a couple bullets in you and they do the um, investigation and come to find out he just snapped because someone was giving him shit. So what he's trying to say is that the average citizen when you ha when you're carrying something that powerful i don't care what kind of gun a bb gun you have something in your possession that can kill someone and hurt somebody and he even says can the average person make those right decisions split decisions um and and co sometimes cops make that mistake but let's say like like in this uh the sun scenario he painted uh, a, a a woman who's not too strong like you know less than five feet just over a hundred pounds but she's strong enough to fire the gun but she's not strong enough to like fight off somebody you know she maybe she wasn't trained in martial arts or whatever but she has a gun she, she she's thinking i got a gun i'm safe well he in this picture he painted what if some big dude just came up right behind this woman and just worked her that you know this guy's like big like a freaking wrestler like andre the giant or some shit and just you know grabs her and you know turns her around just feels her body and pulls the gun out from her that she's got and you know uses it against her you know so what he's saying is a lot of times some people not not all not all some people has this false sense of security and, and that one that one issue uh that one incident that he talked about where he uh the call that he got this woman was so preoccupied with her neighborhood getting home invasions she forgot her son was coming home and from what i gather it was already nighttime i think he came in late and he already that's his house he figured no big deal i i, I have a key I'm, I'm he's fumbling for the key and he's jiggling the door but he's got his maybe his headphones on listening to his rap music or whatever and the woman's calling out, hey, who's there? Who's there? And he can't hear his mom. He can't hear his mom going, hey, who's that? He's just thinking, I'm just going to go in. It's me, right? But maybe he had no idea that recently there's a bunch of home invasions. And maybe he didn't even know the mom got a, uh, you know, a, a shotgun. One of those pump thing, pump, pump, shump, the pump shotguns, right? Like, like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can tell I don't know what I'm talking about, you know. And she just, you know, puts two you know two freaking slugs through the door and you know it just blows his body away right um that's sad man you know uncle ron you know you, you can tell i'm not a gun expert <laughs> but it's not funny so the the woman hold on let me check my time so the woman calling out who's there the son had his headphones on doesn't hear she just you know click click boom you know another one you know boom right through the door the kid the son had no chance to survive no chance and um uh that's sad i'm, I'm just thinking about that really like what if that was me you know what if that was me freaking out in in my neighborhood and I forgot a, a family member's coming home and that that person lives with me off to school, but this is still his house. And I forgot he was coming home and 
I'm so preoccupied with the bad guys in the neighborhood, I just get my, my gun out, whatever it is. I hear the, the door jiggling. It's like, hey, who's there? Could be a cousin of mine or somebody. He's got his, his, head, his headphones on. Hey, who's there? You know, doesn't respond, and I just get my gun. I screw this shit, you son of a bitch. Boom, boom, boom. Open the door. It's one of my family members, you know. Um, so why did I put this on my podcast? I'll tell you why. <coughs> because this is about the peace of mind, having peace of mind. This is the mental health advocate here. You need to slow down a little bit and, and, and assess the situation, you know, take time out. This woman's mind was racing. All she thought about was bad. Bad, you know. She hears something in the backyard, some twigs, people walking on leaves maybe. It'll startle anybody. But um, are you expecting anyone? You know, I bet you anything if she just took time out and instead of freaking out, there's some, an intruder. Am I expecting anyone? Oh, yeah, my son's coming home. Maybe it's him. You know, maybe take the gun with her and look through the, the curtain. That is my son. Hey, son, I thought you were an intruder. But, uh, you know, she could have done that, really, right? I mean, she had a gun. She could have, you know, walked towards the door, looked through the window, looked through the window, and she'd be right there. If it's an intruder, a bad guy, she'd blast him right there, right? But, um, but you know, what do I know? But she didn't even check who it was. It was her son. Two, two shots from a shotgun. The pumpy guns. <laughs> Uncle Ron, man, you can tell Uncle Ron ain't no gun guy. The pumpy gun. No, I'm just joking around, man. I'm trying to make you guys laugh. But, you know, the pump ones, right? Um, Sad. It's sad, you know. So if you guys are like gun enthusiasts, that's great. I mean, you know, but be safe. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to kill nobody. You want to hurt nobody. You want to be safe. All right. So that's it. That's the podcast for um, the twenty. The twenty-six is today. So okay, let's talk about. Um, okay, if some of you are depressed. You need to talk to somebody. You're, you're thinking about suicide even. Suicide. You're thinking about suicide. Do me a favor. Call this number. 988. It is uh, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline and Crisis Lifeline. Just call them up. It's like the 911 for, you know, mental illness kind of, sort of. Um, 988. That's all you need. Um, other than that, uh, if you believe in God, fine, you know, and you go to church, talk to somebody if you're feeling depressed, um, you know, read your Bible if that helps, if you're a Buddhist, you know, meditate, whatever it takes, talk to people, talk to somebody that, that you can trust. But don't hold your thoughts in that that'll build up and make you go crazy. You don't want that. I don't want that from you. I want you guys to 
to live as long as you can and it's just sad because you know about a month ago almost i lost two friends two friends here in the island of maui can't name their names for obvious reasons but uh they're gone by their own doing ended their lives and um it's sad you know i think we should go when it's our time either naturally right or pray to god we don't have we don't get ill but sometimes it's reality we will get ill um or an accident that we can't prevent but you know try not to do it on your own you know uncle ron brother ron i'm just saying i love you guys man that's why i'm doing this podcast i hope everyone around the world can hear this can hear me tell you don't do it if you're thinking about suicide take time out um get some help really because just because and again i can't judge anybody i I don't know what you're going through i really can't it's not fair to me it's it's not fair of me to judge you and say just live you could be going through some really tough times and i really don't understand it so you need to talk to someone that can understand what you're going through and usually that's professional psychologists psychiatrists doctors even you know i keep saying if you got an issue go see your doctor if you got a regular doctor you know you got a medical plan see your doctor and tell your your regular doctor what's happening and uh your regular doctor can lead you to the right counseling yeah and um you know every time i go to my doctor you know my doctor the nurses always go Mr. Sombrano, is everything all right? Do you are you stressed? Are you depressed? If do you need to talk to somebody? Just let the doctor know. And usually I'm like I joke around. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm pissed off, man. And they go, what? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like to freak out the nurses. But I'm just I just like to uh, put on my dramatics, put on my acting skills, if you will, my acting skills, make people laugh. So anyway, this is Ronson Brown, RS. That's me, RS. RS, be at peace. I want all of you to be at peace. For obvious reasons, I don't want you to be not at peace. You know, right? Hey, you guys, just not be at peace. Go out there and be pissed off. That's right, hurt other people. Screw it. I don't want you to do that. And if other people give you the bad vibes, you know, just brush it off. You know, and if you are gun toter, don't blow it don't blow anyone away (laughs) just because they gave you lip service you know just don't keep that gun in your holster you know what i mean get out what did you say man you mofo what did you say mofo right i got a gun man you better watch what you say (laughs) you know it's another story if the other guy like you know had a pipe and is coming after you and your wife or your kids that's another story but anyway This is RS, be at peace. Until next time, y'all, God bless.